Welcome back to the Game of Influence, everyone. My name is Josh Forty, and today I have the Alex Hermosi of, it is the beauty space, right? Beauty space. I've done my research. Flan and spa. Flan and spa. <laughs> I know this stuff. Guys, the Alex Hermosi of the beauty space, salon and spa, Mr. Jordan Key, my man. Welcome. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. How are you? Thanks, Betty. I'm doing great. I appreciate the intro. I even got my Alex Hermosi flannel on as well today. And you're working on the beard, I see, too. I, I'm doing my best. It just started growing in. I was talking to one of my buddies about this yesterday. Like, I, I, if you look at my pictures from like one, two, three years ago, no beard at all. Couldn't grow it in. So I'm just now learning to deal with this thing. So, well, I mean, maybe I <laughs> have hope that would be appreciated. From Bro, I can't grow a beard. Audience. Do, do I look you. like someone? <laughs> do I look like someone that can grow a beard? Oh my gosh, dude. I couldn't grow a beard if I enough. wanted to. Huh? If you push hard enough, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if I took some, I don't know. Is that it's not steroids for that? I don't know. Whatever it would be to do that. But I will say, I think your beard looks better than Hermosi's. Like Hermosi's Ooh. is kind of like, I mean, no offense, Hermosi. We want you on the show. But like his is like much more of like a scruffy, outdoorsy type of, you know what I mean? Or I feel like yours is a little more clean cut. And maybe it's just I my camera angle, but I don't know. Looks good, dude. I just tell the barber to trim it up and that's that's it. We call it a day. So do you just have like one barber? I I, I go whenever I need to get it done. I honestly, like is it this is it the same person <laughs> that does it? Usually not. Yeah. So surprisingly, we work with like a ton of barbers too. And like, I try to keep all that stuff separate. <laughs> like, um, Katie doesn't get her hair done, like at the salons or yeah, yeah. like <laughs> we keep all that separate. So usually I just pop around and what's ever convenient. So, yeah. So I have actually, before I talk, we talk barbers, cause I actually have comments on that. Um, for those that have no idea who you are, cause I had no idea who you were, but dude, your pitch, your, your opening, like when we met at FHL, cause that's where we met. Right. When you were like, I'm like, what do you do? And you're like, ah, easiest way to explain it is Alex Hermosi of the the um, hair and beauty industry, right? I was like, I know exactly what you do. Amazing, right? I mean, <laughs> I probably don't know exactly what you do, but that was such a good, that was such a good like comparison, right? Um, and I feel like you did you do it in such a way that like doesn't you're not acting like oh I made like hundred million dollars, like the the actual business model, right? So give if this were if this were a juicy ad. Right. You had 30 seconds to just like make someone go, Ooh, I want to listen to this dude. What's the 30 second highlight reel that makes you look just super awesome. So 30 second highlight reel, we help salon spa and beauty professionals uh, get at least five to 10 new clients per week um, through organic and paid methods. Um, but at the end of the day, we help them get more clients, get clients they have paying them more money and getting coming back more often. Those are the only three ways to grow a business. That's how we help them do it. Um, for us, it started with marketing, but then we kind of learned that a lot of people don't know what to do when they get the clients in the door. So we started working on a lot of that backend stuff um, as well. Um, and today we work with over 5,000 uh, professionals across the industry and even worldwide now. It's kind of crazy. We have clients like outside the US and um, outside the country, uh, which is pretty awesome. But yeah. Um, yeah, we help them go from zero to 10, 25, 50, $100,000 a month. And we even have uh, many clients who do one to $2 million a year as well. Nice. All right. That was acceptable, I suppose. I wanted something juicy, dude. That was like an, I, was, I, I guess, I guess I set you up wrong because I was like, if it was an ad, but like, <laughs> here's what I want to know. How much money, what's the most money you've ever made in a month? How much money I've made in a month? $350,000 a month. 
Okay. $350,000 a month. That was like your, your peak out of recurring, right? Yeah. We've how much been hitting that mark for the past couple of years. So, okay. But how what's the most money you've ever made in a month? Like one month, best month ever was like 500 grand. It was a million. But it's in that range of 350 to 500 K. 350. Okay. Yeah. How much revenue have you generated online for all, across all of your, all, all of your students uh, and clients? Uh, over 50 million. 50. Okay. So that's the highlight reel right there, bro. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yo, I'm Jordan Key. I'm the Alex Ramosi of the hair and spa industry. Gosh, I can't even remember. It's too early. I was up really late last night. All right. That's my excuse. Um, Alex Ramosi of the beauty and spa industry made $50 million online for my clients done between three and 50 and $500,000 in a single month before. And I I'm here to make you rich. I don't know, something like that. That's what I was going for, but that works. Um, huh? We Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, well I'll, I'll cut that, and then I'll just, like, put your face on it for the intro and then be, like, have my voice just, like, saying that. But anyway, um, back to the barber thing for a second. I met this barber who he's actually a student of mine um, called Big Money Barber, and my hair is kind of not not super great right now, but it's, it's all right, actually um for early morning um but dude i found out that like the barber industry and i feel like i should have known this but like that's a whole different world yeah it's like like explain that to me explain how that world is different than like say my world the barber world um well, or just the I, beauty I, hair salon yeah. that world so, it's so weird to me Honestly, it's, it's, it's local business, right? It's a service-based business. So like, I personally feel, I mean, we work with the, at least 30 to 50 different types of variants of local businesses. So that's really kind of where it started. And then we've kind of segmented into the salon and spa space. But um, I've kind of learned that like all local businesses and all businesses are virtually the same. So mm. um, as far as- Except for software. Like, a little bit different, right? If we're yeah. talking about service-based business. Oh, yeah, service-based, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much the same, whether okay. it's All right. local or online. Um, and honestly, believe it or not, a lot of the stuff that we use to grow our own business, starting out locally and then venturing out online through like social networking, social marketing, um, paid ads, stuff like that, like was the same stuff that we've transferred to them. Um, mm. And so what I've kind of learned in the barber space and like um, all, all of, the self-care industry. That's kind of how I bucket it, bucket it rather than beauty. Self-care. Uh, okay. I don't know if like guys who go to the barber say that like I'm going to the beauty shop, right? Okay. So let's rephrase that. Alex <laughs> Ramosi of the self-care industry. That's a good hook, actually. Yeah, a little bit better, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. All right. 50 million bucks across the board. Okay. See, now we're getting somewhere. All right, continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it all just pins down to those three things I just mentioned. It's getting more clients, getting clients paying more money and getting them coming back more often. So the cool part about like self-care industry and service-based businesses is like, you, you're a guy, you need to get your hair done sooner or later, right? Like you have to. Like once a month. Raggedy long, right? So everyone has these needs, whether it's hair, skin, nails, um, you know, people see a massage therapist, like there's, there's so many different needs that we have to take care of ourselves, um, but very few people in, in the self-care industry who offer the services, like know how to actually like be the go-to service provider or become yeah. almost like the doctor and the prescriber of your solving your problem. If Interesting. Right. So yeah, that actually does. 
Yeah, because like if if I'm your barber, you come into my shop right now, like the first thing I would want to do is have like an intensive consultation to figure out like, like what brought you in today? What are you looking for help with? When's the last time you got your hair done? Like what's kind of your dream outcome? Almost like, you know, you would have a consultation or a yeah. call or process in, in whatever it is that you do, right? Um, but no one's ever trained them to act like this. Usually for them, it's just like you come in, hey, I want a haircut. Okay, how would you like it done? They ask you one question and then they just like cut your hair, right? Dude, um, it's so crazy. They literally will do it like you sit down and they're like, running their fingers through your hair and they're like, so what do you want done today? And you're like, I don't know. I, don't know, I want it to look good. And they're like, okay, sounds good. And you're yeah, like, and I hope. It. Right. So, and the thing you're always yeah. like the balance that I always, and like, dude, I don't know anything about this. Thank God. Shout out big money barber. He's like my actual barber now. Uh, he lives in <laughs> Florida. Awesome. And so like when we went to FHL, he cut my hair and he's like, dude, anytime you want your haircut, I will fly to you and like get it done. And I'm like, dude, I'm not paying like $500 a month. I'm not paying like 500 bucks for a haircut. I'm like, I can't do it. You know, airfare and stuff but he like found me a barber out here and like hooked me up and like all oh, that I'm, yeah like he he's he's the goat like like this but like the thing yeah. that i'm always afraid of in the whenever i go get my haircut from someone i don't know is i'm like okay if you cut it too short there's no going back right <clears throat> but then if you leave it too long then i feel like kind of like a jerk to be like can you make it a little shorter and then a shorter and then you know what i'm saying and so i'm yeah. like there's always that thing, but I think it's super interesting how you said that because I'm like, when you said that they don't know how to be like the doctor or like the yeah, prescriber, we call it taking the doctor frame. Just like when you go to like the doctor's office, like they'll ask you like a you know series of questions, figure out where, where does it hurt? Where's the, the pain, the problems, the challenges, like past history, all of that stuff. Like we teach them how to take that frame. Yeah. So that they, they can become that click button solution for you um for all of your hair needs for not just now but the rest of your lifetime right because like if you go every month to see a barber um that's 12 times per year that you're going right um so yeah. ultimately if you do the math just on service like you know let's say i, I have barbers who spend uh, or charge you know up to a hundred dollars plus for for men's haircuts i personally spend like 100 to 150 every time i go um but if yeah, I'm you like do the 65, math, 70, like, probably. Yeah. If you do the math, that's like, you know, in the range of it in the barber space, it's, it's, uh, it can vary. Right. But it's anywhere from 500 to a thousand dollars plus per year per client for you. So a hundred of those clients, virtually a hundred grand. Right. Um, but that's, that's just crazy. service. Right. I'm sure you, it looks like you maybe use product in your hair too. Right. I do. Don't ask me. I, I don't know how it works. You don't have to, but, but I'm saying, yeah, I know <laughs> yeah, I do. It, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and it's probably because the barber told you you should use it or someone told you you should use it. Right. The barber. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Yeah. So if the barber takes that frame and like, you know, tells you, Hey, it gets you to commit like, Hey, you're going to be coming back every month. Like I want to make sure we serve you not just now, but in the long term. Yeah. Um, so make sure all your needs are met. Um, can you commit to coming to see me at least once a month? Like we set this expectation up front and then we go to product and we bundle that in based on your needs. You use, I sure do you use the shampoo as well. Uh, yeah, but it's just like from Walmart. I hope you do. You yeah, I do. I do. No, I do. My wife, my wife found it for me. She was like, this smells good and it's all natural. And yeah, I don't know. So she doesn't want if, chemicals if, in my if hair. The barber told you this is what you need, right? This shampoo, 100%. this conditioner, take this in the morning, take this at night, just like a doctor would. You do it, right? Um, yeah. You got your stuff you put in your hair. That's added in. You just double, triple your lifetime value, like just by doing that and getting them to commit to it for every visit. So that this is kind of like where it goes well beyond like just attracting the clients that we've kind of yeah. the past like three to five years is like, how do you take 
um, you know, you know, Josh who comes in to get his hair done every single month and help like maximize the value that you can provide to him. Yeah, right? that makes sense. Okay, I want to. Okay, I have a question on that. I, I want to actually go into your model because I'm curious. Like, yep. you're someone. I told you, I was like, we're not teaching anything here, dude. Just have a conversation. But now I'm going to go in student mode and be like, teach me everything, bro, because I'm, I'm super dumb and you're smart. So, but before, before, before we get into like the model, I want to ask you like philosophically for a second or just like, like big picture for a second here because this is the game of influence. And really, like selfishly, I started the show, well, you know, rebranded from Think Different Theory when we got shut down, but but like selfishly, I started to show around the game of influence just because like I wanted to understand how like smart people think, right? Like influential people, like really, right? How did you learn? How old are you? Uh, 27 now. Oh, bro, you're younger than I am. That's crazy. Dude, have you ever, have you ever, um, have you reached the point yet? It just started happening to me in the last like year or so where I would start asking people their age. And for the first time in my life, people would answer me on like a somewhat consistent basis and they would be younger than me. Yeah, right, it's starting, it's starting to happen to me now. Yeah, it's really, it's super yeah. interesting. Everyone was always like, you're the young buck, or whatever. And exactly. now I'm like. That's, it, it was always me and Katie. Like, right, oh, you're this, so young, you're so young. Yeah. yeah, and now I'm like asking people and they're like, oh, I'm 18 or I'm 23. And I'm like, right. yikes, whoa. And I don't mind, I don't care. I'll, I, I like being old, but whatever. Okay, but how did you, how did you learn this stuff? Because like, yeah. I can tell just like in talking to you, I've done a lot of interviews, dude. I've done like, I don't know, 300, 400 interviews probably in my life. Um, it's a lot. And like, I can tell by talking to you, like you're smart. Like you've got, like, you know your stuff. And um, I mean, I don't know you that well. We literally met, what, at FHL a week ago, yeah. two weeks ago, something like that, and right? bumped into each other. So yeah, at, at uh, someone's head. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Marley? Was it Marley? No. Um, I think it was Marley that I, introduced us. Yeah, I think she was like, do you know Jordan and... Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. We met in that room and then we we met up again later. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, because you text me or whatever and we're like, yo, and I'm like, yeah. And then I threw the water bottle to Damon. Okay, so anyway, you are, like, you know your stuff. How did you learn this stuff? Because I feel like, dude, I feel like even now for me, I, like, I'm in that stage of my life and career where some people... Like will come to me and be like, dude, Josh, you're so smart. How'd you figure all this stuff out, right? And then I'll look at other people and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. Like, how did they figure that all out, right? You know what I mean? And it's like this, I, I get both ranges. Whereas before I was just like, I was just dumb, right? Like I had yeah. no experience and I was looking up at everybody. But now I figure I figure out a couple of things, but then the, the higher I get, the more dumb I feel, right? And you look at someone like a Dan Henry or a Hormozy or you or Russell or something and they're like, oh my gosh, like they just got it, right? Like, so- how did you figure this stuff out? That's a really good question. Uh, first of all, I appreciate the compliment. Uh, I guess I don't really feel smart, um, but I've gone through a lot of repetitions like over the past five years. Um, mm. I told you a little bit about my story um, at FHL. You know, I came from my dad got into a really bad car accident when I was two. Um, it's been disabled for as long as I can remember. So I've never really had like a mentor figure in my life. Um, yeah. Someone to teach me the way someone to like learn from. Um, so when I got to college, I got lost, confused and stuck um, and got into a really poor situation. Won't spoil all the details. Um, but uh, ultimately I got into like a do or die situation where the you know rug got ripped underneath me and I needed to make a change. And so that's around the time when I just found um, 
uh, books, audio books. Like what, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? It was a do or die situation. So I basically, um, to backtrack a little bit, when I went to college, I had no plan. It was just like, go to college. Cause you're like, you're supposed to go to college. Yeah, um, dumbest decision so, ever. Congratulations. Yeah. So, uh, go there for one, two coming up on three years and me and my partner, Katie, who I met freshman year of college, um, ended up getting ourselves into like $60,000 worth of debt loans and um, just in the hole severely with really no way of being able to afford our rent or make ends meet. She was also in a similar situation where we didn't get a tremendous amount of support from our families, right? So we were, we were all we had. Yeah. Um, but um, got into some you know trouble with some friends I was around like constantly. And it was just like, I was not finding the right path. Um, yeah. And ended up having a semester where I needed to like pay $10,000 um, to continue with my next semester or it would all have been like a wash. Um, I didn't have the money. And so um, I went to my grandparents who are the only people who really were there for me, like my whole childhood and supported yeah. me financially and just were always there to, to take care of me um, and ask if there was any way that they could help me, yeah. which is a really like stressful time like i knew they weren't doing well like when i asked them this so i felt like a piece of shit asking them in the first place. <laughs> um yeah. yeah but uh you know i made the ask to my grandmother and um when i asked her she she teared up and she opened up her phone and pulled out her bank account and showed me that it was you know virtually down to zero um and so through my dad's you know medical bills their medical bills like a bunch of moves that they made the 08 crash like all these things combined like all their money had went like to zero crazy Which, that's crazy from, yeah it was and it my grandfather actually used to make like millions of dollars like way back um and i i remember we had like a nice house when i was like really young um you know, I, I got a lot of amazing things from them for Christmas, like all the time, like they really spoiled me and took care of me well. So like, when I found out about that, it was like, kind of heart drop moment, like what, what happened here? You know? Yeah. Um, and that had me really start to question like, everything too, right? Like if someone who was generating millions of dollars had an amazing job, um, he actually was head of marketing for Dr. Pepper, like on their come up, which was really cool. He has a lot of cool stories, but he had an amazing job. Um, and he had supported us, supported our family for so long, but then like all of that eventually ran out due to, you know, combination of maybe um, improper planning, improper education on his end, but also um, unexpected circumstances. Yeah. You know? um, so for and, me, that and was, also I feel yeah. like, I feel like maybe just, lack of education around money right yeah he was like adopted very you know found his own path and found his own way as but well. i just mean so like, like in general like most people don't like yeah, most he, don't like, know what to do with no millions of dollars right stuff, right right it's yeah. so easy to lose a million dollars right it, easy yeah, yeah. Just okay it's very hard to gain it it's very easy to lose it right it's so <laughs> easy to lose it dude it's so easy to lose money yeah. it's ridiculous how easy it is to lose money yeah Right? Do you know Brad Gibb? Yeah. Uh, I do. Yeah. Okay. Are you like? Do you like know him? Know him? I just like, bumped into him at like the gyms when we're uh, traveling and stuff. Okay, but like, but like, do you know what he does and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, yeah, he does that. But like, cashflow tactics is for uh, is for employees. 
like he has a whole separate side for like behind the scenes for like entrepreneurial stuff. We'll have to talk about him sometime. Do you have a money guy? I assume uh, you do. I actually don't. Okay, don't you should talk to Brad. Dude, this guy, I'm not kidding. I, I don't want to go on the sidetrack. I want to get back to your story. But like I'm, I just, actually, I just actually had him on the show like literally last episode or two episodes ago. Um, dude, this guy fundamentally changed my entire perception of money and wealth, the difference between rich and wealthy, income and what, like all of it. Like, That's like- great absolutely fundamentally could not recommend him enough he'll be a regular contributor on the show anyway back to the story so you you ask your grandma or like you're in a tough situation you'd ask your grandparents all that back to you had to make something happen yeah so that was that was virtually the backstory it's like that was like my moment where like i already knew things were bad and like i was already yeah like i had trouble like waking up out of bed each day like i was really depressed at the time like it felt worthless. You know, I couldn't take care of my girlfriend at the time. I couldn't take care of myself. I couldn't take care of my family now. Like that. Yeah. Uh, when I got that news, it was just like, I questioned everything. Yeah, for know? sure. Um, and so cried with my grandmother that day um, after, you know, probably hadn't cried in a really long time. I like, <laughs> felt so right. good at that. Right. Um, but yeah, that that for me was like a real turning moment. That was what, um, honestly, oops, my uh, video. Um, that was what for me was like the the first catalyst. But then a couple months later, and I think I told you this when we met in um, Orlando, I thought that was kind of my rock bottom moment. But like a month or two went by, and I didn't really still know what to do, and I was just even more depressed. Um, but actually, Katie, um, who we had been together since freshman year, this was like junior year, so like two years later yeah. Um, of being together. Um, she had got some news that her grandmother had just passed away from like a very unforeseen circumstance that shouldn't have happened. Um, and for me, like emotionally during that time, I was so empty that like when that happened and like she needed me emotionally, like I just like yeah. really like shut down. Yeah. Um, and that, that, it led to us like breaking up like weeks later, um, which was really tough because like the only person I had who had been there to support me through like all of the crap that, you know, we yeah, were both going sure. through, but that I was like kind of going through and also putting her through as well. Like I was not like the best person in college. I was getting to bad groups of friends just doing stupid shit. But um, yeah, that for me was like when that happened and like I was now alone in this, like, I really didn't have like anybody was when like, at, that was when I hit, I feel like rock bottom, rock bottom, rock bottom. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. something about this, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, so after that, like I, I, the first question is like, what, what the hell do I do? Like, I have yeah. no idea. I don't have anyone to learn from. I don't have anyone in my circle. I, yep. you know, my, my parents, grandparents are, are broke now. Like I can't <laughs> taking advice from them probably wouldn't be the best situation. Yeah. Right? Um, so that's, you know, when I just searched to the internet and searched to the library, I literally went to my school library and went to like the personal development section and just like picked up some Tony Robbins stuff, like whatever I could find. And then literally I told you this, I went to Google, just like how to make money online. Dude, right? <laughs> best phrase ever. If you've yeah. never Googled that phrase, you just do it just to say you've done it. It's like the most <laughs> life-changing phrase. I mean, it's still probably, you probably get horrible results now. Like yeah. that was a turning point for me too. Isn't it interesting how like when you were in that moment and you like had no one to go to or like whatever, you had this deep inherent, at least it sounds like this deep inherent, like 
understanding of like, okay, well, like, let me just get better, right? Like this draw yeah. to personal development. You know what I mean? What was the alternative? Like there wasn't one for Okay, me. but you, you say that, right? And I, I am with you because I'm like, that's what I did when I was like down with nothing, right? It was just like, go work on yourself. Go watch inspirational videos. Go watch, like, go study. Like I was reading Psycho-Cybernetics, right? That, that book changed my, you know, I debt like myself, right? My, my thought process around that. Yeah. But dude, it's amazing to me how many people don't think that way. Like, yeah. I just see so many people that are just like down, down, down. Like, they, a lot of it's self-inflicted too, right? Yeah. But it's like, their immediate response is not, how can I get better? The immediate response is just like, this sucks and this is what it is. There, there's a phrase that's always stuck with me is that, you know, people take, more intense action or more action in general due to pain and not gain. And I For think sure. some, some people like just, I'm not saying everyone needs to like, you know, act out of, you know, pain and, you know, it has to be in a situation that like maybe, you know, I was in, which it was a lot worse than I had the time to explain at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people will, will be super skeptical. They'll make excuses, um, just due to the fact that they know, like, it's probably going to be all right if they don't do anything. And yeah. so why get out of the comfort zone and why push through the resistance? Why go through the shit? And like, why even try? You That's know? interesting. America's a weird place like that. Cause you're right. I feel like a lot of people, I don't think, I don't think many people have actually experienced the point of pain or hardship that if they literally don't do something like they die. Right. Or they like, I don't know. I don't know. Right. And I feel like you and I probably yeah. reached that point of action before a lot of people, you know what I mean? Like before uh, this, but that's interesting. Okay. So, so you're, you go to the library, you, you uh, get these personal development books, you go to Google greatest search ever. I'm still curious. How did you learn this stuff? I know that's where we're getting to. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's where I started learning in general. Like yeah. I probably hadn't, hadn't picked up a single book till that point. That wasn't like a college textbook. Textbook. Yeah. Didn't even actually read. Right. Yeah. Um, so that that's what's kind of was the catalyst of my journey. And um, at first, I didn't really like connect with much, um, to be honest. Like, it's just like trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but I remember there was one, you know, I went through this kind of phase of like trying to figure it out. Right. Like I, I just picked up the books. I knew I should watch some of these videos. And like I just was trying to figure something out. Um, there's a very specific moment that I remember like the next course of like, like a light bulb went off and it was actually, I was, um, um, like it was like a Christmas break or something on school. I went back home, um, to visit my family. I got connected with a buddy of mine who is actually now my business partner, um, which yeah. is funny. Nice. Um, but on that ride back. So I live, um, my family lives in Dallas. That's where I live now. And then I went to school in Lubbock, Texas. So that's like a six hour drive to go. Yeah. Through. So um, on my way back home, like after connecting with my buddy of mine, we like were jotting up some ideas. Like we were also like looking at how to make money online. And we like, you know, started to go down the wormhole and get kind of excited about it. Um, on my drive back, I had six hours um, of alone in my car driving. Um, I ended up finding... I was so broke at the time, I couldn't even buy like a $10 Audible audiobook. 
So I found like uh, a, a leaked link or something on the internet of uh, Grant Cardone's uh, Be Obsessed or Be Average book. Um, I remember it very vividly because um, I hit the play button on that drive and I virtually like finished the book by the time that I got um, home. And I remember like during that car ride, like all my beliefs and brain was just like breaking. <laughs> like, like everything that I thought I knew, I realized was completely false, uh, invalid and wrong. And like, I just had this like kind of like just epiphany awakening moment. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I think most people in the entrepreneurial space like have those moments yep. where it's like the brain just like lights on fire. It's like serotonin overload, right? Um, all the ideas start flooding in. You start to actually like realize what's been holding you back. Um, and it just, for me, like I, I, I knew what I needed to do, which was like, just get obsessed, commit and just like, yeah. like I'm going to go and figure this thing out. So that was like a on fire moment for me that like from that point forward, I was like, whatever it takes, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. Pause. I was really quick. You know, Cardone gets a lot of hate. Right. And like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Some of it's, I feel like self-inflicted, right? I'm like, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking vintage Cardone. Like, yeah, I feel yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Than, than no, no, Cardone. I get it. But also yeah. I, I, I saw this quote by him the other day and you know how like sometimes you're like, you, you just, people just post motivational quotes or they just like post random things, right? Like, and you're just like, you're trying to get engagement or you're trying to do whatever, right? Yeah. One of the things I've noticed about Cardone is that Cardone like is is actually quite intentional with like the big ideas and like the big ideas like the, he'll push a broad idea and people will think that he's just randomly picking some broad idea that's working but it's actually like there's some belief around it like there's some intention like he actually believes it right and he's very good at that and i saw a quote from him sorry go ahead I was just gonna say his conviction in his audiobooks, like I continually listen to those like they will get you fired up like, 100% yeah. right and but one of the quote, the quote that he said that he posted out there was, um, it was something like average people focus on, or like broke people or average people or something like that focus on money, right? Uh, rich people focus on solutions. I think it was solutions, right? Uh, and wealthy people focus on ideas, hmm. right? And when he said that, for whatever reason, like I like looked at that and I was like, okay, wait a second. Is he just saying this or is he like saying this, right? Is this like, is there truth to this? And when I actually took a step back to look at Cardone, like a lot of his marketing, a lot of his trainings, a lot of like the things of that nature, right? Are, they seem fluffy, right? They seem like they lack substance almost, right? But when you actually take a look at them, and you look at the big picture of what he's doing and how big he is and how large he is. And actually what he's pushing is he's not actually pushing solutions. He's pushing ideas. He really is, right? Like actually, like the whole concept of 10X, that's an idea, it's not a solution, right? The whole concept of be obsessed, be average, that's an idea, that's not a solution, right? And it made me realize that like, yes, in business as entrepreneurs, like obviously we have to, create solutions and we want to market and educate and, and you know sell solutions but like to like really go big it like to really change your life like there has to be these ideas behind things right and yep. if you don't have those 
is just very mundane. But when you do have those, if you do it right, and I think Cardone's a good example of this, right? You could basically suck at solutions, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, Cardone's very smart and like, you know, his real estate stuff works or whatever. But like, do you, do you own any real estate? I don't. Okay, so I, I just got into real estate, like in the last like six months, we, we just bought our third. Um, and what's crazy about real estate, dude, and so different than the coaching space, is that like, there's not, I don't wanna say there's not much margin for error because obviously you can make a bad decision, but like the actual process is like the same. It's just cut and dry. You don't have to think. It's like the mortgage brokers just know what to do and the lend, you know, like they just, like they just send you the contracts. Like you, there's no wiggle room. Like you just do it, right? And so there's not like a lot of, coaching, if you will, right? It's just like, these are the standard ones, you sign the paper, blah, 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 right? And so like, you look at something like that, which is very different than the coaching industry, but I think a lot of the world is systemized like that in a lot of ways. It's like, if you have, if you have an industry that is so boring and so mundane and like so systemized like that, having a better solution isn't gonna get you that far. Because right. it's like- Not at all. It's not, it's very difficult to disrupt unless you're like an Elon. But ideas, yeah. and this is what it sounded like, what changed your life. It's certainly the concept that changed my life, right? Like the the the, con the, the underlying concept that changed my life. Cardone was actually a big part of it too. Brunson played a um, big part in it. Ty Lopez played a big part in it, right? But it was like the idea of freedom, right? The yeah. idea of like this this life where you could just be free to travel and go and do and have and and achieve and you know what I mean. So it was just interesting that you said that. I want I want you to continue what, what happened at that book. It was interesting when you said that I was like, once again, when we're talking about influence, one of the, the most important person to influence in your whole life is you, right? And like, when right. you start really start to like study the influence part of it, I, I realized that like, what actually drives me and what actually gets me to go take action and what actually changes my life is not so much solutions, but rather the ideas behind them. So anyway, just a little side note there. No, I love that. Yeah, I, I think like the biggest thing for me was like, from that book is that your obsessions determine your possessions. And I realized like, I had been obsessed with like a lot of different things in my life, like through spurts of time. Yeah. Uh, but it, it wasn't benefiting me. Like it, there weren't things that were improving my situation. So um, yeah, for me during that time, like I realized like, I'm just, I'm just gonna become obsessed with the ideating of, of what I need to do to figure this out. I don't know what it's gonna be. Like you said, there's not like a solution here, I'm, but I'm gonna go figure it out. Yeah. Right? Um, and that, that's when I got down the personal development journey, like heavily. And honestly, since that day, I've probably read or listened to at least like a audiobook a week, like for the past five years. That's amazing. So, like, if you want to ask week? how, like, I, yeah, like, um, it's like any, like I wake up, I press the play button. I'm, you know, getting ready to go to the gym in the morning. I'll press the play button. Um, you know, I'll, I'll throw on my music during the gym so I can yeah, get home. Uh, but when I'm done, I'm pressing the play button. Um, and then just any moving time, cooking, cleaning, doing laundry, like getting ready for, I'm, I'm listening to something that just keeps me, um, like stimulated and like, just honestly out of my own head, because like, for me at least, and I obviously have times where I'm like, you know, I'm with myself, I've got my, you know, meditation Zen zone, but like most of the time, like when I'm alone with my thoughts, like I can self-sabotage a lot. I don't know if like that's the case for you or a lot Dude. more people, but like, um, sometimes being alone with my thoughts is not the best thing. And I much more prefer to like, listen to motivation, inspiration, like things that'll keep me in like my mind moving so that I can kind of like figure out how to guide my pathway forward. So, um, honestly, like that, 
car ride, I think like really lit the fire in me that I've like tried to just keep, stay consistent ever since. So um, a combination of that and then eventually, you know, investing into my first course and program that I didn't have the money for. I literally applied for credit to get involved with it. Amazing. I told you a little bit about that. Amazing. Um, I love it. Doing that and then continuing to do that again and again and again, like I think was how I, if to, long story to your question, how I learned this stuff, it wasn't just, I learned this stuff, right? It's yeah. like, listen to audiobooks every single week, invest in every single program I can find, pay every single mentor I can. I paid Alex Ramosi a, a lot of money uh, for a day of his time um, to learn a lot from him. And I've done that many how times. How much is he for a day? Um, how much was he for a day? I mean, I don't know if I could share, but okay. Well, then that's not right now. That's cool. I don't know if I I can. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. This, no, no. this is before he he blew up on YouTube. So. Yeah, no, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. Because I know, but, um, buddy. Also, Joel Kaplan, um, buddy of mine. Yeah. He he he. Um, what did you do with him? No, he actually. I was uh, one of Joel's like first inner circle clients. Nice. Um, and he he made the connection. So nice. Cool. Okay, yeah. So Joel paid him for a consulting day. I know. I think Jr. was either there or watched the recording of it or something. Jr. Recorded. Yeah, I have the recording. If you want me to send it to you, dude, I would love that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love to check that out. Um, do you know Jr.? Yeah. Okay, so Jr. is a really good friend of mine. Like a really good friend of mine. Um, and uh, he just bought a Lambo. <laughs> uh, awesome. Dude. If you ever see him, like, just give him, give him so much crap about, about becoming <laughs> the, becoming the stereotypical, like, I don't say douchebag, but I mean, I, he's one of those guys you find when you search, make money online. Oh, for, <laughs> but, but okay. But okay. Let me, let me, let me back up JR here really quick for a second. Cause he's like a, a good friend of mine. Dude's legit. Right. Yeah. Like knows his stuff makes, makes like makes bank. And not from and Dan's program. The, the yeah, person. but like he he does Airbnb and real estate stuff now. Like he makes his money making money, not teaching it. Right. Like he's yeah. like he has a legit business and team and all that. That's awesome. And like he's crushing it. And so when he went to buy limb, I was there. Um, I actually was like kind of talked him into it because he was like, dude, I don't know if I want to spend like, uh, you know, it was a lot on the car. Right. I was like, bro, like you like the monthly payment or the whole thing. He's going to do ads with it anyway. So he ends up getting it. And like, he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be a stereotypical. I'm like, bro, you're going to be a douchebag. And that's okay. Like just, do and he, dude, it's so that's funny. What you want, man. Dude, it's so <laughs> funny to watch his content. Like right now, like one of his first videos that he did with it, it was like, the, I don't know, it was like the second or third one that he did was like five things I hate about driving my Lamborghini. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Yep. Yep. This is, this is happening. Uh, is he so funny? But anyway, so Joel, uh, JR is a really good friend of mine. Joel's a, a like, we're, we're friends um, I feel like Joel's like, Joel's a different animal, man. He's, he's like mad respect for him, but like, he's a different animal. Um, and so we're friends about not like super close, like uh, JR and I am, but, um, anyway, so yeah, Hermosi, uh, you paid Hermosi, you did all stuff. I spent over 2 million the last two years in like personal development coaching, all of that. So two I've just million. put everything back in, in terms of time and money into myself and our team. And, um, I think just through enough repetitions through that it's not like there's any one moment in time that you just learn something it's like everything stacks upon the next thing you know yeah. plus i mean we've worked with over five thousand clients so those repetitions obviously help too right just live yeah. act so combining those two things is the long answer to how we learn a lot of this stuff <laughs> that's awesome 
Yeah. Okay. So that brings, that's the perfect full circle, which by the way, the 2 million bucks, that's impressive, dude. Well done. I thought I, I thought, I thought I was doing well. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent $2 million. It's pretty impressive. Right? Three, no, three, I, I spent like, I spent like 350, I think 360, something like that. Um, in the last few years on, on the, on coaching and, and personal development stuff. And I thought I was doing pretty good. Um, there's a mindset coach in there. I dude, I love coaches. I, I, yeah. I love coaches. I, I don't understand how people get through life without them. And so like, I, I hate, I hate the education system. I hate it. Yep. Mo like modern yeah. day college is the biggest scam and I will die on this hill. And people are like, it works for some people. I'm like, it works for people because they don't understand that there's not any other alternative. Right. I, like I literally cannot think with the exception of like, maybe like lawyer doctor type of stuff. But I even go so far as to say that like for doctors, for example, like my, I gotta be careful with what I say, but like my doctor, right. The person I use, she's actually a chiropractor, right? Like she is all opted out of the system, right? She's got her own practice. She's got her own thing. And guess what? She, I swear by her, swear by her, right? We don't use insurance to pay for her. She, we still get blood work done and labs and everything. Like, dude, my wife and I couldn't get pregnant, right? Like for whatever reason we couldn't, guess what? Traditional medicine, oh, go whatever it was, IVF or like whatever it is. Four months after working with this lady, all natural, all complete, we're pregnant, right? Like, it's crazy. So I even go so far as to say, like, even most professions that people think you, in order to get into, you need a degree. You don't actually need a degree. Anyway, we were not going to yeah. go down that rabbit hole for the sake of time. But this brings us back full circle. Do you, I, do, you, do, you, do you hate college? Or I mean, I, I guess I don't hate it, but it didn't benefit me. Okay. Right? Um, all right. at all. And I, I just thought of this while you were talking, yeah, 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 yeah. most of the time, I don't think we learn things. I think we earn them. Right. Mm. Um, like learning is just like, I think the first start, but like to actually master and like get to a place where something's actually applicable to get to a result, like you have to earn it. The learning yeah. has to be applied. And so like, I think, you know, whether it's your chiropractor, whether it's me, whether it's you, like that's the difference between success and failure, in my opinion, is like mm -hmm. you, you can learn all you want, but until you go take the action and then go and earn the skill sets and the um, the repetitions, will you actually like be able to advance yeah. to the next level, right? Yeah, I would love, that's a good, that's, I like that. You don't learn things, you earn them. I would love to find a lawyer who didn't go to law school. So they like technically didn't like, get the degree or whatever, but just knows law super duper well and figure yeah. out if there would be a way to like, if they could have a coaching program or they could do something to where they could like basically go, like, let's say I needed to go to court for something to where I could go hire them. They couldn't represent me, but they could like teach me and educate me on all the loopholes and things, or whatever. And then I could like just hire a normal lawyer and be like, do this. And they just, be, this, that'd be interesting. Anyway, I want to bring back full circle to the question here, which was like, and that's how you kind of started to get into this whole thing. You figured this out in business you're in the in the self-care right self-care industry how do you get leads for this bring this back full circle kind of being tactical because yeah. like i feel like that's always the struggle right we have a we have a show or we have a uh, a challenge coming up with dan henry called podcast to profits challenge by the way yep. if you're listening get your tickets now josh40.com slash podcast challenge you should get it they're only 97 bucks it's and if you below. hate yeah, link link below. Look at this, my man Jordan here. He he knows the drill. Link below. 
No, but for real, it will be the best money you've ever spent. But the whole the whole premise, the reason I believe in it so much is out of all my coaching, all the coaching that I've ever done with with people, um, the number one problem, bar none, like it is not even a is not even close second, right? Uh, lack of leads, right? How, where do we yeah. get, where do we get buyers, right? And so for me, with selling high ticket, I've actually been relatively blessed in my career to not have a lead problem so much, just because I got blew up in the social media space and you know all of our, the organic stuff and and whatnot. But podcasting for me solves the high ticket lead problem forever for somebody, right? You will never run out of people to sell to if you do your show right. Ever, 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 ever. It's impossible if you just understand it. But yep. for you, how did you, like, what's your business model look like? And like, how did you figure out how to get 5,000 clients? Dude, that's a lot of clients, right? Congratulations, yep. by the way, super smart, right? So how did you do it? Um, so for us, it started out locally. So um, we, we start out with the curious student approach. Uh, the, the agency model is kind of where it started for us. Um, unexpectedly, we were grasping for straws to start. So I was just down this rabbit hole of figuring stuff out. But curious student as in Dan Henry. Yeah. Um, Shout out Dan Henry. First, that's the goat. first thing that like clicked because I was a student. So it, uh, I we started our business that junior year um, of college. So um, where things started for me was uh, reaching out to local business owners, um, could be virtual, could be anywhere, but just reaching out, like making a list of people in the area that would potentially be someone I could benefit, serve, or help. Um, and then, you know, finding ways that I could reach out to them. Could I reach out through email? Could I reach out through phone? Could I reach out through Facebook, LinkedIn? Instagram, like all of the channels, kind of like a dream 100 method, right? Um, just make a list of them. And then um, just started reaching out. I was basically like, hey, what's going on? My name's Jordan. Um, starting a business here in the area, looking to connect with other local businesses. This was my script. Yeah. Um, would love to chat um, and see if there's anything we can do to support each other. At the very least, maybe we could be a referral source for each other. Did that maybe work? Yeah, it worked. Uh, wow. it, after, after a lot of messages, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I think it, at first I started trying what a lot of people were saying, which is like trying to like go straight for like book an appointment or like, hey, let me do this for you. And like, I just so took the frame that's like, hey, like, let's just, I'd love to see if there's any way we could benefit each other. If the, at the very least, we could have a cup of coffee, yep. be a referral source, whatever. When would be a good time to chat? And so my conversation was very like open and just connection based. And I think this was the thing that built our entire business, like $10 million later in our own, you know, personal earnings, $50 million later in our clients' earnings. It's like um, just the, the art of the personal connection. Because I think so many people are just trying to sell shit. Um, and the, the reality is like people do business with people, um, not businesses or, you know, your, your hook, your, your, your script, like, you know, whatever the hell that you have to offer. And like, you can just make genuine connections and try to just lead with value and serve people and give, give, give. Um, that philosophy is what landed us our first client, our first 10 clients, our first 100 clients. And it's been the same root of every other mechanism we use from that point forward. So Dude, you're, you're right. You're literally writing the script. You're literally writing my masterclass for me. Like on uh, this is <laughs> this is this is why shows work. Right. Yeah. Like a little side note here, if, if I can. But like. Whenever someone's like, well, 
Alex Hermosi was able to just to sell shit, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I okay. you got okay. $100 million leads in the back. Yeah, too. I got $100 million leads, $100 million <laughs> offer. I haven't read $100 million leads yet. They were, you know why I haven't read $100 million leads yet? Why because that? a bunch of people aren't talking about $100 million leads. They're talking about $100 million leads launch, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I don't know. It's, it might be a good book. It might be great. But is it pretty good? Okay, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. But I'm like, the reason I read hundred million dollar offers is because like nobody could shut up about it, right? When so anyway, side note. But though, so like, if you are ridiculously good at sales, and you are ridiculously good at psychology, and like you are really you have a great product, like, and you know what you are doing, yes, you can go in and be a absolute sales killer. Like you can go in and just. Yeah. Hit people up, close them, and move on. You absolutely can do that, right? But like most people, when they hear that, have no idea the level of skill and effort and like like repetition that it requires to become that person. And most, if they did, would never do it. The reason, like, dude, the, the entire catalog, what you just said right there, which is leading off with value, leading off with connection, creating a place where you could just sit down and have a cup of coffee. Think about this for a second. That exact concept, I'm so curious to see where you go with this, but that exact concept, I just took and I was like, what if I recreated that online? And the entire purpose of this show, where Think Different Theory started, was to create a place where the ideal client, the ideal people that I wanna talk to, the successful people, the business owners, the people that I wanna do business with or whatever, wanna come hang out, right? Like you wanted to come on this show. You didn't even know what the name of it was, right? You're just like, yeah, sure. Right. So it was like, if I could recreate that and then start from a place of genuine, just like, let's connect, let's get to know one another, let's build this relationship. Because what do we know about particularly successful people? Step number one after like the show is like, people buy from people they like, yeah. right? People buy from their friends, they buy from people that they trust. And it's like, they don't buy because you have the best solution. They buy because they connect with you on values, right? So like that is the whole premise of there's two more steps. I want to see if you match. I'm not going to tell you, but like, that's so fascinating that it's like the same, the same psychology behind this is exactly what made the show work. So continue. I just wanted to throw that in there. By the way, get your tickets to Podcast Profits Challenge. Link below. Link below. There we go. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I'm, I'm confident, like, Anyone who's watching, anyone in the world could start a business or grow a business by $10,000 a month locally. Like you don't need to do it digitally at first if you're trying to just get started or you're trying to just get a cash injection. You can go to your local marketplace and just go and make connections. Literally, our our philosophy is starting conversations, booking appointments. Those are the two things that matter. If you want to make more money, you want to impact more people, you want to benefit your own situation, take care of your family, your future, your kids, whatever start more conversations, book more appointments. And you don't even have to have a third plan yet. Just go and start the conversation. You literally don't. And it almost, it's almost, sometimes it's almost better if you don't. It is so much better. I'm kicking myself nowadays because I have acquired so much more knowledge than I had back five years ago that I'm overthinking things a lot more than I used to when I first started. And I was able to get a lot more faster success actually when I started, believe it or not. Um, because I just I had that childlike curiosity did it. what the hell I was doing. I just did it. Right. Yep. Um, so like that was where it started for us is starting conversations and booking appointments through local methods. We got yep. our first uh, client, first handful of clients through doing that, starting working for free, by the way, um, you know, just to, to, to learn if 
like how to do what we could do to provide value. We didn't even know what the hell we were doing. Like we just yeah, that was going to say what, what like, specifically though? I know you didn't know what you were doing, yeah. but like what, what, why did they become clients then? Yeah. So, um, ultimately like we were learning this stuff on online, like about funnels and marketing and advertising and, you know, all of that stuff. Obviously we didn't have a business. We didn't have any money to figure any of that stuff out. But, um, you know, there were obviously um, local people and businesses and people that we could get connected with that could benefit from that if they would give us a chance, right? Because they um, had a problem. Because they had a problem, right? Like um, the, the, the number one challenge, like you already said, for all businesses is, is getting more clients. 100%. Right? Um, again, there's the three ways, get more clients, get clients paying more, getting coming back more often. The other two don't matter if you don't have any clients, Right. Um, and if you don't know how to keep the faucet pouring in, like the other two can only get you so far until the bucket leaks um, to a certain level, right? So anyway, um, got our first clients, just like having those conversations. Literally, Starbucks was our location we did our first meetings from. Um, so we literally did have that cup of coffee that uh, we messaged them about. Um, just talked to them. At kind of just understood their situation, their story, what their, you know, what's your biggest challenge? What are you struggling with right now? Like, I'm not sure if there's anything I can do to help, but maybe there is like, yeah, for sure. Be open letting us try some stuff out for you and see if it works. If it works 100%. great, if not, no harm, no foul. Right. Um, and that okay. was kind of the, sorry, finish, finish your thought. There's your thought. I, I was going to say that was, that was like the conversation didn't go as smoothly as I probably just said at first. Like, no, I, of course not. I didn't even know what I was saying when I first started, but that's, that's kind of became like, I guess you could quote unquote, say the pitch or whatever. It was, it wasn't a pitch. It's like, Hey, it wasn't maybe I no, can help like, what can I do to help you? Was the question. How can I serve you? How can I solve your problems? What's your challenge? How can I fix it? Like that was, that was the game in the beginning. And a couple of people gave us a chance and we did everything we could to deliver. And, you know, the first couple of shots didn't work exactly the way we planned, but there was we got something that worked that just landed and yep. we ended up making um, one of our first clients like five grand in three days. We would generate the leads, the simple funnel, like Facebook ad to landing page with a, a giveaway offer or crazy discount, right? On the in the door service, which we have refined over time. And then the thank you page that gets them to call our book now. Um, but, you know, I, I would work yeah. all the leads for the clients. I could learn the process all the way through. So we would set it all up. We would run the leads. I would make the phone calls and book those appointments. And then we would, you know, make the money. Yep. 100%. <laughs> Dude, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Like I spend, so we, we, we have a challenge coming. I spend a hundred grand with Dan Henry. And like basically for the last month of my life, I have just been like completely obsessing over yes shows, but specifically like the psychology of, high ticket buyers. Cause like an overwhelming majority of my revenue, right. Has come from selling high ticket. Right. And it's so fascinating the, the, the steps that you just lined out there, like, because the three things that I went and like that I went and learned is how a high ticket buyer or just a buyer in general makes a decision, but like the higher the price of the, the item, right. The more they stick to these three principles, right. Which is yeah. number one, people buy from people. They no like or trust, right? They buy yes. from their friends or the feeling like they're buying from their friends, right? Right. And so it's like, okay, cool. You did that by sitting down and connecting with them, right? Second is successful people or just people in general, but it's particularly successful people say no to almost everything, right? But 
successful people will never or rarely say no to having their problem solved, right? Like, it's like if you can actually solve their problem, and most people are this way. Like most people, if you they legitimately have a problem and you can solve it, rarely will they say no to that. And then third is people, particularly higher priced items, right? Like make buying decisions quickly. You have to give them not just a yes, but also a no, right? Yes or no, right? And like none of that happens unless you have a platform or a place where you can sit down and have a conversation. Literally what you just said right there, and this is just like reinforcing everything I'm studying. I'm like, oh my gosh, psychology is amazing, right? It's like, it's the same all the time, right? It's like, create the environment, you have Starbucks, right? Sit down, have a conversation with them, right? Get them on, do an interview, right? Uh, Understand their problems, right? Because that's why it is, what the problem is. And then make them an offer, be like, hey, I can solve this. Are you interested? Yes, no. If yes, awesome, let's do it. If no, no harm, no foul. Cool, right? Easy. You built a $10 million business this way, right? Well, it's, yeah. Yeah, we did 30 grand before we graduated college. A month, sorry. 30 30 grand. That's so crazy. (laughs) Dude, congratulations. Like, I don't know if people celebrate your success, but I'm going to celebrate it right now. Thanks, man. Because, like, seriously, like, genuinely, like, that's incredible. Um, Like, incredible. It was was not easy, but it was like, again, just like getting started and then just continuing to keep the, the, you know, continue to listen to those podcasts, those audios, like going through courses and just like continue to chop the, the wood. Yeah. uh, You know, we usually say like every day, just wake up. I would start my rule of thumb has been like, start at least 10 conversations a day, book at least one new appointment a day, try to get one, at least one new client a day. Um, So it created like these daily power lists. And um, for us, it started locally, then it evolved into, um, is it cool if I share a couple of things, like how it evolved? Cause it, yeah, I would love to built on the next, which was, yeah, please. Cause um, the question I'm going to do next is like, what, what does it look like now? How do you get lead flow now? So go. Yeah. Yeah. So started out local, right? Everyone yeah. I feel like who needs to get cash flow, start local. For us, it was like you can make that dream 100 list, like I kind of just mentioned. That's what we call it in this world, right? Yeah. <laughs> Russell, right? But it's like make a list of like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 people in the area in different ways you can contact them. And then just, I ran like a simple, contact strategy on like notepad and pen eventually i put it in like a google doc or a sheet and i was just like number of attempts last reach out what's the next step and i would just try to get a next step for everybody so that got me my first one and first five clients um and then the next method um was just getting referrals from those clients which led me to my next five clients which is like 10 clients and then um doing that consistently was like 20, 30 clients. And to be honest, that was what got us to like 10, 20, 30 grand a month was just like- And how much were you local. charging the clients? Um, th- uh, 1,000 to 1,500 bucks a month. A month, like yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's where it started. Um, but one thing that was also overlooked that I did during this time that really helped my confidence and my momentum is um, local networking groups. So, um, anyone can do this. Like you can go to like meetup.com or Facebook, uh, events, um, or just type events near me and just like finding consistent gatherings that happen in your area or even pop-up gatherings and just yeah. go networked in your community. That was huge for me because I had no credibility. I had no authority. I was a student. I was stupid. I didn't know shit. Right. Um, so like, going to those networking events, I actually met people who like helped me raise my authority by building relationships with them because yeah. now like, I was kind of, uh, you know, the phrase we always use is like, if you go and make friends with the 
you're at a lunch table in middle school or something. You make friends with the cool kid and his cool kid table. Like he'll let you into the rest of the group, right? Um, Guys, so- if you are taking notes on the psychology here of this, <laughs> I'm, I know I'm not even, I'm not even t- t- talking to the listeners here, dude. But like I'm taking, dude, I'm, I'm so watching this interview over again. Anyway, continue. Sorry. <laughs> So like, that's, that's kind of what I did to like, just get, it, it's good for my own self confidence, which I think is the most important thing. Cause a lot of people, their biggest fear is like just making that first message. What are people going to think? Are they going to reject me? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Like, I don't know if I'm good enough. Like all those things, like getting out in the community, building those relationships was huge for me. And that was all in the local bucket. Right. And, and we ran kind of like a, it evolved into like a digital business, but it started local. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, local. So local first bucket, then it evolved into, um, local Facebook groups. Okay. Um, this was, this, this has taken us, I've generated two to 3 million counted from just Facebook groups, um, other people's Facebook groups to start. Eventually, um, you can make your own if yeah. you choose. Right. Um, but other people's groups, just finding like for us at the start, it was like groups in our community. Right. So we we're in Lubbock, Texas. So like just go to Facebook, search Lubbock, type, click the groups tab and just look for all of the, um, uh, the groups in the area and just join all of them. And I would go into those groups. And again, I would try to just provide value to that community. The reason that people like start networking groups, which I learned from going to networking groups, but also the reason that people start Facebook groups is like, they want to support the community. They want to connect the community. They want to help each other. Right. So I discovered this posting strategy that is come a long way over the years, but it's been kind of the catalyst for most of our clients to make their first 10 K a month um, in 90 days or less is um, joining five to 10 Facebook groups. And then uh, it could be local or it could be just like niche specific. Yeah, yeah. So if you like run a digital business, it would be like where the question is, where's my ideal client or who is my ideal client and where are they hanging out? Who and where? Right. Um, and if you can get clear on that and go find where they're at, You can just start conversations where they're hanging out that would potentially attract them. So I would go in these groups and I would just make this post um, that's like, hey, let's get connected. Like, where are you located and what do you do for work here in the area? Mm. Or, hey, let's get connected. Like, how long have you been a business owner or entrepreneur? Hey, let's get connected. Question, right? And through doing that, I would make these posts that some of them would, you know, get a handful of comments. Um, Some of them would get hundreds 200, 300 plus comments. And now I'd have a whole new list of people to start conversations with and book appointments with um, who had engaged with me first because I provided value first. Does that make sense? hundred percent. I have a question on that. So when you were do like when you're finding these Facebook groups, were you, were you going into groups about, you said it was about your ideal client, right? which is, I think yeah. is really critically important, right? Because if you like your do marketing, you don't want to go into yeah. like marketing Facebook groups, right? You want to go into like groups of wherever your ideal client is, right? Exactly. So like if I had a, if I had a, like I have a friend who has a, a they have a marriage coaching business, okay? So they, yep. they help, they help couples like fix their marriages, see it as an opportunity to thrive. Really, really awesome. Are they going into, should, should they be going into like Facebook groups that, are like about couple, like helping couples like thrive in their marriage or like get marriage help? Or should they be going into groups that are not related to that, that their ideal client might that's, be hanging out in? 
That's a really good question. What we have like our clients do is just find your own interest where you could find your tribe of people that the ideal client would be hanging out in, right? So we have people who are vegans who just search and join vegan groups. We have people who love like their dogs, like dog walking groups, like there's hiking groups, there's like just whatever your interests are, like you can search just local, like you could Google this, you could search in the Facebook tab, like just search words that have are interest to you. Because if you're interested in that thing and your ideal client is interested in that thing, that's the best way to start a conversation around your business rather than like trying to go straight for the kill, right? Um, so like, I would just say like, the, the question we always ask our clients is who is your favorite client? What's their name? Let me ask you this question. Who's your favorite client? First me? name that comes to mind. Yeah. Brad. Brad. All right. So Brad, let's take Brad. And let's think about like, what does Brad do for work? Like, what are his interests? Like, yep. uh, what just any questions you can think of? Like, what does her yep. day in the life look like for him? I can is rattle these off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. So like, just get clear on that. And this is like, you know, virtually just your customer avatar. But like, I like to just like, keep it simple. And just like, who is my ideal client? What's their name? And what do I know about them? And then once you start knowing enough about them, like the next question is, okay, where are they hanging out? right? Yep. Um, if you're using kind of the, the local or dream 100 method, you could just go and potentially search and find people like them and make a list, which would be that bucket. Or you could just go find the groups and the communities that they're already potentially would be hanging out within and join five to 10 of those groups, make some let's get connected posts that would speak to Brad, right? Um, so what, like, what's like a let's get connected post you can make for Brad? Um, yeah, so I'd be like, let's get connected. Um, how many of my or like, who in here like runs a business and also has kids? There you go. Right? Perfect. That's a beautiful post, right? Yep. yep. Um, For and sure. people like Brad and people in this group, depending on what group you join, like, we'll start commenting on that. Oh, da 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 da. I have five kids. Hundred percent. The next step from there is and just I, the, hold on. One, one other thing yeah. I want to mention there, I found too. I'm curious if you found this is, and oftentimes even if even if like, like Brad, my ideal client, he's probably not in a whole ton of Facebook groups, this particular, you know, guy, cause he's a higher tier person, but a lot of his friends are right. And like, yeah, we building for relationships with the friends. I mean, that's literally how I got Brunson. That's literally how I, every big name I've ever gone after, like not as a client, just as like a, a relationship. I started with their friends. Right. So yeah. have you found that I, to be true? 100%. Yeah. Uh, so for a lot of like our when we work with our salon and spot owners, like they kind of have, you know, sometimes the same like false beliefs around like, oh, like I don't want to attract like a bunch of like creepy men or something if I offer, you know, services to women. Um, but the truth is that every man usually has a woman by their side. And you could say, yeah. you know, if you reach out, start a conversation. Even if they're a side chick, even if yeah. they're a hoe, right? They're uh, there. Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not that. But maybe, you know, you never know. Geez, I you tell you know. what. The, the ask can be not just like, hey, I'm not sure if you would be interested in getting together or talking more about this, but maybe someone you know, or who do you know who would be open to that, right? Yep, for sure. Um, so it's like, you can you can make the ask for, you know, are you open to having a conversation about this? Yeah. Or if not, like, who do you know that could be, right? Yep. Um, and everyone knows someone who can- Everyone knows what you have to offer, right? Yep. Um, and, and the key is like, if you stay consistent with like 10 conversations a day, it could be through any of these mediums. And then once you get consistent with it, you can crank the dial and ramp it up. Um, 10 conversations a day is what 70 conversations a week, which is what 
seven, 14, 20, 280 conversations per month. I think I got that right. Yeah. Um, something like that. Um, so 10 like conversations a, a day. Conversations. Yeah. Th well, 300 conversations if you don't do weekends, but yeah. 70 per week times four, 280, I think. Yeah. But if you just do 30 <laughs> days, 30 days in a month. That works too. Regardless, yeah. you're starting a lot of conversations, right? Yeah. So, um, through that, you're not going to like convert every conversation into cash, which everyone is usually, that's the, that's the thought process for most people who struggle is like, oh, everyone I talk to, I, I need to make money off of. And I've started to really like have some resentment towards some of the groups and spaces that I'm in, in which I can't even have a conversation sometimes with some of the groups I'm in with someone out trying to pitch me something. Ridiculous, and, dude. And uh, it's very frustrating because like, you know, if you lead with value and like you, you just like start those conversations, you build the relationship, the business will come. Right. And just, well, if and it's like, and it's like, if you just lead with value, you'll actually get a relationship. Dude, I am not yeah, you kidding you. You get a relationship without leading with value. How many, how many cold DMs you get a day? A lot. <laughs> Dude, I am not kidding. And like some people are like, oh, I guess so many, whatever. Like, I'm not like not exaggerating. Right. At least. I get at least two DMs, at least two DMs a day, every single day of my life without fail, at least two, to sometimes it's like three or four, but that's like yeah. 60 to a hundred DMs that I get every single month from people. And it is almost the exact same message. There's like three oh, rotations yeah. of messages, that's right? Yeah. It's everyone's just copy and pasting what everyone else is doing. And they're not, they're coming from the head rather than the heart, which sounds fruity and dumb, but it's like truly like you need to genuinely care about improving someone's situation and helping serve them. And like, as long as you just start enough conversations, you book enough appointments, like if that's your business, it could be, you know, if, if you run a digital business, maybe those conversations, you could just navigate to uh, a page where they could get started with you or something like that. If it makes sense. Right. Okay. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> Can I throw something out there? Yeah. Because I want to know what your next step is. But, dude, this is the magic of a podcast, dude. See, yes. well, all I did is this exact same, everything is the same, except now if you have a show where you can invite your ideal person on and the number one most important part of a show, the number one most important part of a show. Do you have a show? Do you have a podcast? We do. It's about to be revamped. It's been... uh put to the cabinet for a while we should I'll talk why here in a second but all right yeah, we, we should talk though <laughs> we should talk i i, I want to help you launch it for real though we should talk okay but because that's what i do can you tell but like here's the thing the number one most important thing is getting the angle right because if you get the angle of your show right then your ideal client will want to come talk to you before they yep. even know who you are or anything you're about the problem is is that dude Everyone I talk to about like when I'm like, are you gonna start a podcast? Do you have a podcast? They go and they think that their podcast has to be about whatever the thing is that they are about, right? So if they do marketing, they think it has to be a marketing podcast. If they do sales, they think it has to be a sales podcast, right? And here's the problem with that. That's just like going and trying to sell your services to someone or connecting on the thing you're trying to sell versus connecting on dogs or connecting on you know some, some other common yeah. interest, right? Dude, I had think different theory before we got shut down by Apple. I think I told you that, right? Like we got sued by Apple for trademark infringement. I don't think you told me that. Okay. Well, my the original podcast name was called Think Different Theory. And we blew up million, like million and a half downloads, whatever. It went to go trademark Think Different Theory. And Apple sued us for trademark infringement on Think Different and like prevented it. We had to shut down the whole ideal, right? Jeez. But like I would sell 25, 30, 50, and even $100,000 marketing, marketing packages on the back end 
of the people that to the people that I would interview. Dude, my podcast was about the most random controversial topics. Like I would be like, they would get on and be like, yo, you ever done psychedelics? Like, what do you think of Trump? Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> what are your religious views? And these people would go and we'd have to talk nothing about marketing. Right. And then at the back end, they'd be like, yo, we should do business together. And then they'd buy a $50,000 marketing package or $25,000 yeah. marketing because I had a show, I had a place where these people actually wanted to come on. And so what I did right yeah. there, when you're like, I'm reaching out to these people, having conversations or whatever, is at the beginning, you just say yes to anybody, right? Like you get people come right. on. But you're like once learning. you start having lead flow coming in, you now get, you just, oh, come on my show, come on my show, come on my show. And then you get to pick and choose, right? Who you're letting on, the quality of your leads get better. It's the most amazing, it's the most amazing lead generation tool ever. Anyway, continue. I just had to throw that in uh, there. We, we actually use that as a tool as well throughout the journey too. Um, we tried a lot of different things. I think that that was the biggest um, thing for us is just like, again, it's like just earning the, um, the, the results of the process, just trying stuff yeah. until it worked. And I, I'm sharing the stuff that actually landed for me. Like we've tried a lot of different things that like did not work, but yeah. the things that did are the things that stick with us to this day, the same stuff, but we transfer to our clients as well. But um, okay. I covered local, I covered Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. And then um, I've got one more thing that I feel like is the big three, we call it. All right. That I think is really important. All right. Um, we got, I want to do, I want to do four minutes or less on this. Cause then I have one more topic I want to ask you about. Sounds good. So local Facebook groups and low hanging fruit, low hanging fruit is the, the, the next thing that's been like our saving grace and get out of jail free card, like dozens of hundreds of times, probably. Um, once you start the, all of these conversations, let's say you're doing like two to 300 combos a month, um, just starts with 10 a day, right? Not focusing on hundreds a month, but, um, then you start to, to create this low hanging fruit which is conversations you can follow up on clients you already have, where you can ask to come back in or come for in for a, uh, who do they know that could also benefit from X, Y, Z, um, all those things. You have this infinite pipeline that you can just continually, um, as long as you've led with value, like continue to kind of utilize that to the best of your standpoint as well. Um, and so those are the big three we use like in our business and then our clients business. And then we created our own groups. So we started to create our own assets and apply the same fundamentals. And then we, uh, we learned how to do paid ads. And so I would say all of the organic methods took us from zero to 10 to 30 to 50 to 70 K a month, no ads. And then once we, uh, we actually turned on ads and figured yeah. that process out, that took us from uh, 50 to 70 to like a hundred, 200, 300, 350 K a month. Um, and combining all those methods has kept us consistent since two to three years at that Amazing. point. Amazing. Yeah. Um, two follow-up questions on that. For low-hanging fruit, you're referring to this as literally the low-hanging fruit that you created yourself, basically. Yeah, because I didn't have any low-hanging fruit to begin with. Well, I, I guess I, you know, technically everyone has low-hanging fruit, right? Technically, yeah. Friend, family, like acquaintances. You're a barber. Like, do you, yeah, you, you have a barber. Do you have, do you go to church? Do you like um, yeah. have a, a group that you're a part of? Like all those things. It's kind of the same process I talked about, just making a list and just checking in on them. Hey, Josh, how have you been, man? It's been a long time since I talked to you. Like, how's, how's, how's the family? How's the kids? How was your travel? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that, those are the conversations to start. And then like, you know, hey, would love to catch up with you. Like, when's a good time to chat? You yep. figure the rest out later, right? Yep. Um, that's good. 
Okay. Second question then is with your ads, dude, you're smart. You're smart. I like you. Um, you're with your ads. Are you targeting business owners? Like, are you targeting like, uh, beauty professionals and like, uh, self-care like owners? Are you targeting the actual like barbers or like hairstyle it? Like what do you, who are you targeting with your ads? Yeah. So we, we've just, this is a big key thing that I picked up from a guy you and I both know, uh, Sam Ovens, um, was in his master. Oh, you were, I was too. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, focus was huge for us to help us make that catapult from like 50 to 70 to 350. Like the ads were important part of that, but focus was the biggest thing. And so like we've kind of just put our blinders on and just focused on this one business, not anything else. And just one core offer. Like, um, yep. I think Russell said like one core, what, and one core, how, what are we selling and how are we selling it? And we've just gone like all in on that. Um, so yeah, like to answer your question, like, um, we, after working with like a lot of different businesses in the early phase, we found who are who that we liked working with the best, which is actually, um, a classmate of ours was uh, licensed in permanent makeup. I told you her story when we met. Yeah. Uh, took out a big loan, went to marketing and advertising, uh, got her degree that in college and tried to start this business, but it failed her. Like she was uh, like a month away from going out of business when we met her and we helped her blow that business up to multiple six figures out of college. Um, but we really enjoyed working with her and some of the other similar types of businesses. So we just committed to going all makeup. in that space um makeup artists yeah well just the salon spa beauty salon industry. spa okay 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 yeah. so we just but are you targeting are you targeting the actual owners or are you targeting like the people that like because don't they isn't there like the owners and then there's the actual professionals themselves right that like yeah we focus mainly give... on the ones who own a business or there's this like people who own like a solo salon suite yeah yeah but it's ownership well. type of people it's both um you as long as they're aspiring to start and grow their own business or have already started yeah. their business and have it. But that's what I'm saying. It's the, it's the business aspect. It's not the, the person that cuts the hair, does the makeup or whatever that like is not, has no interest in, you know, starting a business. You're not coming to me like, Hey, we'll show you how to like sell more, charge more for a haircut or for a. It's people who want to build a successful business yes, yes, yeah, in their sure. field yeah, with their sure. craft, right? Because there's yep. two sides of their business. It's the art and like the, the art of the thing and then the actual business side. Yeah. And most of them have like mastered the art or are super passionate about yep. the art, but have no education around the business side. So when yes. we bring those together, like that's how we create the rocket. Yeah. Do you do podcasts? Um, we have. People's podcasts? Because I have a... I have a buddy. I have a buddy that you should connect with, and you should be on his show. Uh, it's called. He's called Big Money Barber. He's my barber. He has a show, and he. he I think you guys. I'd love to chat with him. I wrote his name down. All right, I Big like Money Big Barber, Money Cameron. Barber. Yeah, Big e Money Barber. He's he's good. He's good people. He's for sure. Um, anything? Any other topics on that? Because I wanna I wanna shift conversation. No, I think just like, who? I mean, obviously, anyone who's watching, or even for you, like, um, I think just focusing around the, the core client acquisition methods that work and figuring out how to just like master them and scale them and yeah. um, share them as well with your clients. It's like, that's what's been our secret recipe. And so we're at a point where now I'm trying to, you know, we're, we're going to take this business as, as high tall as we can and 
also, I think, start to venture out because my passion is really like the business side. Like, as you can tell, like I could talk about this for hours. So yeah, yeah. You're an operator type person. You're like, um, what's his name? Brandon Poulin. You know, yeah. you know him. Yeah. You guys kind of look alike too, I guess, kind of a little bit. <laughs> yeah, similar okay. style. Um, dude, I appreciate you sharing. Thank you. This is really, this is yeah. really fascinating. You're smart. Um, I wanna, do you have a hard cutoff or anything? Or are we good? No, we're good. Okay, cool. Sweet. Um I want to shift the conversation to where I normally like, this was really good. We got like teaching and like, this is super helpful, but I want to like, I want to shift the conversation back to like some questions that I normally get to ask. And like, I want to dive deep to get to kind of know you, which are yeah. what, um, what are, what are some things that like you would love to talk? Like what, what, what's a question that you've never been asked or that you rarely get asked that you love to talk about or that you're like really passionate about? Not, not even in the, so much in the teaching sense, just like that, like, I don't know, drives you or defines you. Um, you know, for me, that would be like my faith in Jesus, right? I love talking about mm -hmm. Jesus. I, I don't think you're, you're not, you're not religious at all. Are you? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, you are? Mm -hmm. like, cool. Um, so like, what is a, a, like, maybe it's jujitsu, maybe it's Jesus, maybe it's like, what are, what's a topic or what's something that like, just like something that you love doing and that all this makes sense when you get to go and do this thing? Like, what's that question that yeah. you've never been asked? You know what I'm saying? That's a really interesting question. I guess the where my mind goes is like, what are my interests, passions, and hobbies? Um, obviously, personal development for me is like I, I'm a, a that's it's like a passion for me. So yeah. like, um, I love reading, I love listening, I love taking courses and pro I, like learning on my Gallup scale. If you've ever taken that uh, personality assessment, is like number mm -hmm. one. So Gallup scale. I love learning. Um, I love working out, going to the gym. That's like my, uh, little Zen zone where I can, um, de detach a little bit. I've been really focused a lot more on that recently. Um, I do love like what we do in business as well. I love just learning the act of like trying new things and testing and modifying and like, um, creating the best version of things that can possibly be. Um, yeah, but other than that, like we'll spend time with, with Katie as well. Or you just okay. Like what's your life. big, deep, um, I don't know. I'm trying to get to know you, dude. Like, yeah. like you seem really cool. Right. So yeah. like, um, we're over coffee. Do you, uh, I don't know if you can ignore this question. Uh, if you don't want to ignore the question, do you smoke at all? Weed? Do you smoke weed at all? Not really anymore. Oh, okay. A lot of weed. <laughs> okay, like imagine I don't drink. I smoke more. I don't really smoke that much either. But like I, I don't, I don't, I don't drink alcohol at all. Like imagine, imagine we were having a joint together, right? Or imagine like we were just hanging out. We were, I don't know, camping or like doing whatever, and we were just talking about life. Like who are who's who's Jordan, man? Like who's who's like what the what defines you? What drives you? Like what's your big mission and goal in life? And don't give me the listen, dude. Don't give me the generic BS like I want to inspire people or yeah, like yeah. I just love teaching. I'm talking like the raw, real, like, like who like give me the substance. I mean, it's been a mission of mine and Katie's. Like, we want to help 10,000 people make their first or additional 10K a month. Like, I want to help people get out of bad times and situations. Like I mean, I'm obviously um, not to, to give any blanket answer, but for me, like I've never had mentorship or support or authority or anything like that in my life. So like 
ever since I was able to find it and create it, you know, for myself in my own life, like that's, that's really my passion, dude. It's like, I love learning and supporting and helping people solve their problems and work through their challenges and um, give them the support that I feel like I never really got the opportunity to have and help them live the life that they want to live. You know, like, I feel like anyone can do anything that they want. They just need to actually get paired up with the right person who can help them overcome those roadblocks at the right time. But aside from why that's why because of my story and my situation like i would never want anyone to go through the you know struggles that i had to go through if they didn't have to yeah Um, and i want to be the best version of myself for my future family and kids like me and katie just got engaged uh, after eight long years and congratulations dude it's about freaking time i don't even know you this long and i got tired or i got worried hearing that number congratulations (laughs) eight years that's awesome congratulations for real um, when, when's the, the when's the wedding we're working on it probably be late next year right. um but i think like right now i'm in a big phase where i'm trying to figure out like what is the next phase of our life look like because you know we've we've figured out you know the how to make money game um and how to make other people money game um i'm trying to figure out how how we can build something amazing like that last you know more than the next one three five years but mm. well beyond um, from there and do it in a way that helps us just help the most people at the end of the day. So that's the journey I'm kind of on. Like, uh, what do you, like, what does that look like? What are you wrestling with? Or like, what are you, uh, exploring? Well, I mean, um, I'm going to get you to open up and share with me if it kills me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, I'm trying. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I'm just kidding. kidding, kidding. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love serving our current marketplace and our people. I don't do it for the business, right? I'm not a salon owner. I do it because of the people. Like, we change their lives. Like, we p- help people pay off hundreds of thousands of loans and debts. We've helped people buy their first car, their first kid's car, um, help them buy, like, a new house. Like, like that type of stuff drives me. When I can see, like, yeah. the impact we create on how it impacts someone else's life who maybe would have gone – the next one, three, five, 10 years of their life struggling or like depressed or um, unable to provide for their kids or their family. Like, that's just like, that's really my passion. Like I, like, um, other uh, outside of, of this, like, um, you know, I have stuff I like to do. Like I play like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's play on that for a second though. Cause I'm, this is good. So like, when you say that you're trying to figure out the next phase of life, why not just continue to do what you're doing? Cause it, it's here's, yeah. here's what I'm hearing. Cause it's like, you, you've got this thing and it's working and you love it and you're passionate about it or whatever. And also now we're trying to figure out the next phase of life. So that would yeah. mean that at some point there's maybe not incongruency, right. But at some yeah. point they don't line up. Right. So like, yeah. what's, what's that? Like, what are you trying to figure out? What are you exploring and wrestling with? Um, yeah. so what are you figuring out? Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah. Full transparency. Like right now, Katie and I are trying to figure out uh, where we want to take this current business and this business model after, mm. again, doing this for you know three to five plus years, like nonstop, taking it to a high level, um, going through a lot of transitions. We want to figure out how to get this business uh, to a specific level. Uh, maybe, maybe end up in an exit, maybe not, maybe just grow it to a place where we can at least be able to focus on a broader scope um, for us. Katie wants to have more impact, I think, um, in the female entrepreneur space in a in a gap and yeah, um, you should have her on. So, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I'd like to do the same for for men. You know, like I think um, 
people like me five years ago, there's a lot of, you know, even people who are maybe well older than me are same age as me, like, it doesn't really matter. But like, I feel like uh, I've learned a lot throughout my journey that I've been able to shortcut and collapse time by just like hitting the pavement. A lot of people don't have the luxury of doing that. Like I had the luxury of figuring this out, like at a, a much younger age where I did have the time to like, you know, just go all in and it was almost to an unhealthy state at times. Right? Yeah. Sleep and I would just, cause I would just, I just get obsessed with this type of stuff, you know? So yeah. I want to find a way where I can really just have like help the most amount of people with the knowledge that I have in the best way possible, you know? So what's the thing that's, um, preventing that is the right word, but like, what's the thing right now? What's the bottleneck of figuring that out? Like, cause you're like transition to, um, a broader scale, right? Okay. Like, yeah. Like, I don't want to be known as like the salon and spa guy forever. Yeah. That makes sense. Or the, or the Alex Promosi of the salon and spa. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So like a positioning, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> so you really are like, I mean, are you like, you're a, you're a, you're an entrepreneur through and through, like, this is your, this is your game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know like what I would do if I wasn't like working on myself or like a business or my relationship, like health, wealth relationships. Like yeah. I try to figure out how to, how to max out those areas. But is, but is the game of business? Cause one of the things I learned early on about myself, and this is interesting. Um, in, you know, this is why I ask these questions, right. Is to better understand this. Cause one of the things I, I learned not early on, but I mean, I'm 29. So in the last maybe like year and a half, two years or so um, about myself is that business, that the actual business aspect of things, like actually building businesses is not my game. It's not the thing that like, it. it is, I don't want to say a means to an end. Entrepreneurship is like, I love entrepreneurship and I love that concept of, you know, providing value and getting paid and like things of that nature. But I look at some people, like I look at Russell, right? And Russell and I are pretty good friends. Brunson, right? And like he, like that dude just loves marketing. Like that is yeah. his game, right? Like, like yeah. you give him a trillion dollars or nothing. And he's like, I'm gonna go build funnels, right? Like yeah. it's like that's <laughs> Russell, right? And like you look at Hermosi and like his game is just like the game of business, right? Yeah. And it's like that's just what he does. It's just like there is, doesn't there's no. You know, my my mom, and I love my mom. Shout out my mom. You're probably listening. I love you. My mom, you know, would sometimes would ask the question. She'd be like, well, when is it enough? Right? I'm like, it has, right. Nothing, it has nothing to do with money. It's just it's what they do, right? It's just like who they are. It's like, this, just what you do. And I, yeah. I realized kind of for me about, you know, a year, year and a half ago, that business for the sake of business is not it for me, right? Yeah. Um, that's not my game. I have a, a, a different driver. Um, conversations, having a show is... Like, yeah. I, I, I don't, th- I can't see a reality anytime in my, you know, with, with, without, I mean, short breaks, I'm sure but for the rest of my life, I can't imagine not having a show, right? I can't imagine not right. interviewing people and just having these conversations, having a platform to do that, right? Whether nobody listens or everybody listens, right? Um, and like studying Jesus and like philosophy and like, like m- deep, meaningful things like that. Like that's much more of my game. And I will figure out the game of business only as much as required in order for me to go do these things over here, Right. So yeah. for you, what is that? Is is business your game? Is that your thing of like I'm? I, I love building businesses. I love doing this. I'm you know I'm through and through. This is what I'm going to be doing. Or is there something else? I mean, that's a really good question. I think like definitely 
since for the past five years and now like this is this is what I love doing like I wake up every day like excited to go and like learn learning would be the the bigger thing for me learning learning and solving problems like you know and that's that's what business really is all about you know is is learning new things earning new things like we talked about earlier but then also just solving problems and so I I just love helping the people we work with and maybe even people like yourself sounds like some of you know our clients that we work with now as well who like are artists and creatives or have their passion but sometimes they struggle to translate that into the business um i like helping people be able to take their talents and like actually um you know make sure that it's again it's not about the money aspect yeah no it's not for sure because like if you have a skill set that like right now like you know how many people would would kill to be able to reach you know you said you got like a million downloads uh, on your previous uh podcast or whatnot or current like you know how many people would like love that right like yeah m- most people have no idea you. that doesn't make you any money though what makes you money is interviews yeah but that's well, i mean one. yeah no i, I think know, it's I know. our it's all our duty obligation responsibility to like take what we know and yeah. help the most people with that skill set so yeah. um I, I, where I see myself long-term coming to hand is like helping, uh, both myself, Katie, the people I love collaborating with and chatting with, like, how can we do that together? Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Dude, that, that's the question I should have started with. That was, that was good. That was helpful. That may help me understand. So dude, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I, uh, yeah, we should do it again for sure. Um, I would love to we need to stay in touch for sure. And, uh, yeah. um, and any way that I can support you, I, I do have some rapid fire questions here at the end, um, that I'd like to do. And I have a couple of rapid fire questions specifically for you, if that's cool. Let's do it. Sweet. Okay. First set of rapid fire questions are going back to the, uh, marketing, like local group, low hanging fruit type of deal. What are in order three books that like would help people that like, let's say I'm a, I'm a newbie at this or I'm newer. I'm like, okay, I want to go into local business. I want to get started in whatever. Like, what are some three like tactical application books to where if someone went and got a client and be like, okay, read this book to figure out how to do it, right? What would be like three books that you would uh, recommend people read? Um, three books that would help. Who are we helping? Let's do one for service. One of the, let's start with service, uh, local businesses. Okay. I think everyone can benefit from Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone. Seller Be Sold. Yeah. Um, I would also say um, Ed Milet's, uh first book he released, which is really just a uh, pamphlet, yeah, Max Out or something like that. Max Out. But yeah. That's, that's really good. I go back to that frequently. Now he has his new book, which is um, uh, The Power of One More. Yeah. That's a must, I think, for anyone. Really? Um, Power of One More. 100%. Um, and then I would say as well, it's a tough one, like chunking it down to the big three. So Um, like, I feel like those three, those three were like a category of like, almost like not personal development, but those, I feel like those aren't insanely tactical, right. As far as like marketing or sales or things, right. The books that have helped me most are not necessarily tactical. I think like the tactics come as it's like the 80, 20 world, right? Like 80% of like the tactics come from you investing into your mindset and your skill sets from just like, you know, understanding psychology, understanding, you know, marketing, selling, communication skills. Okay. Like so that right there, mindset, Market, yeah. a marketing sales communication book, like 
on those topics. If I wanted to learn those, I'm brand new. I'm just getting into this. Give me three books, any top, any of those topics, right? That I should learn if, or that I should read if I want to learn marketing, sales, communication, psychology, like whatever it is. Um, obviously, uh, Russell's books, Expert Secrets is really good. It's the best book ever. Um, yeah. And then I just finished, can I pull up my Audible real quick? Yeah, for sure. I jam through stuff. So sometimes it's hard for me to see. So marketing books. So I just finished going through, where's my damn book? Um, all of Ben Hardy's books are really good. I don't mm. know if that would necessarily be in the the marketing space, but I've been going through a lot of those recently. Yeah, you've read uh, so many books, you can't even possibly fathom it all down. You've read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Hundreds. Um, I'm trying to find, oh, Predictably Irrational is really good. Oh, that's a really, really good one. Yep. Okay. So Predictably Irrational. We'll do any of Russell Brunson's books. Yep. Particularly Expert Secrets. Uh, predictably Irrational. One more. Um, Ask by Ryan Lebeck is really good. Ask? I've never read that yeah. one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It, um, it's called the Ask Method. Like, I've used that for, for almost everything that we do. I think a lot of um, what Dan used to teach on, like, customer research and surveys and, like, stuff like that, that's been a huge benefit for us to get all the marketing like stuff we need just asking questions that's why like tactically marketing for me has not been as valuable as the communications like sales persuasion stuff um because if you just like talk and ask questions to people you get all of the marketing intel that you need yeah for to, sure you know so yeah okay uh ask okay that's it all right man uh last question for you and i end with all this and and uh, before i say this i appreciate your time thank you for coming on we'll have to have your Beyonce to be wife on um, and uh, hear her side of the story. Cause I'm sure that would be fun. Um, but I appreciate, I appreciate you sharing your wisdom and um, coming on here. Last question that I have is imagine you are like fast forwarded in your life, right? And every single one of your ideal customers, your ideal people that like you were called to serve. So this is not everyone, right? But like the people that you've been called to serve in your life, they are going to forget every single thing that you've ever told them. However, they will remember one thing. And not only will they remember this thing, they will believe it 100% factually as a statement, like in their core, you get to leave them with one message that you want them to believe and know. Like, what is your message to those people, right? Everybody that's ever heard you podcast stages, your business clients, what is that message that you're leaving with those people? Um. I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, your health is your wealth. I think a lot of people get, at least in, in the space, the people that I'm called to serve usually are struggling in, in the wealth bucket, health, wealth relationships, right? So um, I think a lot of people chase the wealth bucket and neglect the health or the relationships. And for me, like, optimizing routine and in my own physiology, like working out, exercising, diet, nutrition, exercise, also working on spending unblocked and categorized time, something me and Katie are constantly working on, but relationships bucket, um, that all fuels, you know, the wealth bucket over time. So yeah. I would say health is wealth is something that we always share 
you know, with our internal team. It's like a, a habit that we all adopt by. We, we all take screenshots of us going to the gym every single day or eating right and stuff like that. And we'll hashtag health as wealth or hashtag dues paid. If you listen to anything from Andy Frazella and stuff like that. So yeah. um, I would say that. Amazing. Love it, dude. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Where can people find you? Yeah. So I'm about to be going heavy on Instagram. I'm not now. So we've done all of that we've done without any like following or anything. Um, I'm about to just now focus on that. So Instagram, I'm official Jordan key. Um, and then uh, find me on Facebook too, Jordan key. And if you want to see the new, um, challenge and webinar that we're running it's just realbeautybosses.com slash challenge realbeautybosses.com slash challenge yep. find jordan key on instagram and on facebook we will link these all down below and when he relaunches his show and we help him blow this sucker up uh we'll come back and we'll edit it into the description so check that out depending upon when this is jordan thank you so much for your time man i appreciate it guys appreciate it, as always Hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to be or to make lots and lots of money to create lots and lots of influence. Just make sure you use that money and influence for good. That is all for today. I will see you next time. Peace.